Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. How would you react if we needed to go into a second lockdown? The English city of Leicester is located in the East Midlands and has a population of just over 350,000 people. But in the past week, the city had uh, one in every 10 cases of COVID-19 diagnosed in England, while the seven-day infection rate in Leicester was 135 cases per 100,000, three times that of the highest next city. At a time when the rest of England is set to emerge from a range of lockdown measures on Saturday, the city is facing further restrictions being imposed as cases continue to rise. And as of yesterday, the city had recorded 866 new cases of coronavirus in the last two weeks, and there had been speculation that the stringent measures that were introduced in late March and April would be returning. That decision was finally announced on Monday night, and the city is now back in lockdown again. Uh, Local officials had complained at the lack of communication uh, from central government on the extent of the outbreak in recent weeks, as well as the reasons behind the outbreak and how to tackle it. But nationally, there has been criticism of the contact tracing infrastructure in place in Britain at the moment. But I could criticise the Irish one as well. At home, of course, Tony Holhan has previously said that clusters of viruses will happen as the country begins to open up. And if it came to that situation there was and there was a cluster in a particular setting, uh, public authorities would make interventions where we'd be, be they believe necessary. In other words, local lockdowns. Uh, moving to Australian news, 73 new cases of COVID-19. Oh, remember the Australians? They were great, weren't they? Well, seemingly not. Uh, were reported 36 in Melbourne uh, and the Melbourne suburbs have returned to lockdown. Victoria reported 73 new COVID cases overnight with 10 hotspot postcodes are now entering into lockdown from midnight as the state tries to keep it under control. While there was 14 new cases announced in New State Wales overnight, uh, all of those have now returned uh, where return, in return, sorry, all those cases were brought in by international travellers and are now in quarantine hotels. The point is, all over the world, we have, seem to have suppressed, in most countries, apart from the countries who are only getting it, because remember, this is viruses travelling around the world, so the, the South American countries are only kind of where we were two or three months ago. But all of those, and by the way, can I mention too, when you hear stories of the WHO saying the virus is, is getting to its peak, it still hasn't reached its peak, and it's, there's more cases now than there was two months ago, that doesn't mean you go into panic. That means that countries that, you know, we weren't, there's hundreds of countries in the world, that we weren't aware of are now only getting it. So that's why those numbers are going up. It doesn't mean the numbers are going up across Europe or anywhere else. It means that the numbers are going up across countries that hadn't had it before we did. Some countries are two months behind us, remember, of course. But I want to get your opinion today on places going back into lockdown again. Countries and places that we thought we had suppressed this virus. And now they're going back into lockdown. Now, I remember Simon Harris did say, going back at the very start of this, he was cautious about lockdown and the timing had to be right of it because he said you only get one shot at it and at the end of the day, you've got to do it for a short period of time and, you know, people have to take it seriously. So he waited at the very start, brought in the lockdown and we, well, we're sort of exiting it now. But would you be happy if Tony Hola had advised the government or Neffet and said to the government, right, Cork has to go into lockdown tomorrow for 14 days. Leecham into lockdown for 14 days. Galway, Dublin, I don't know, whatever city happens to have the most, well, obviously Dublin will always have the most because of bigger population, but if, you know, per, per thousand, they work it out per thousand, would you be happy to go into lockdown again? And how would you react if we had to go back into lockdown? Would you react well? Would you accept it? Or would you say, feck this for a game of soldiers? I'm not doing this, carry on again. Let me know what you think. Uh, I want to speak to Kieran Calla, who is the um, in the Emerald Centre in Leicester, and they're back in lockdown again. Kieran, good afternoon to you. 
Good afternoon, Niall. It is, uh, is it Kieran? Am I, <laughs> am, I spe- am I pronouncing your name right? Is it Kieran? It's Kieran, indeed. Yes, okay, Kieran. Okay, Kieran, okay, when did you first kind of get wind of the word that you were going to end up back in a situation that you were in two months ago, back into lockdown again? Okay, so because we're a community centre and we're the hub of the Irish community here in Leicester, okay. um, we've, we've been glued to our televisions and the news briefings that our uh, Prime Minister gives us on a daily basis. So, What do you think of him, by the way? What do you think of Boris Johnson? He's a bit well, scatty, a bit um, scatty isn't he? Yeah, well, He's our elected prime minister, isn't he? Or unelected by us, but elected by his party. So there you go. But hey, yeah. don't put me on the spot, Niall, please. Well, it's, okay. it's okay, Karen. I think everybody in the world either likes him or loves him, but they all think he's a bit scatty. <laughs> well, yeah. we just, well, that's why we have to listen to the news every day, because it changes every day. So for okay. that reason, um, we have to... Well, so we're, we're basically a community centre that serves the wider community with a focus on serving the needs of the Irish diaspora here in here in. And how many, how many Irish are in Leicester, do you know? Well, it's a very disparate number, very... Um, I wouldn't like to say uh, an exact number, but just for our community organisation, for example, we have up to about 500 people coming on a weekly basis nice. to the centre. And that comprises of the Gaelic Association, uh, Comaltus, the Irish Studies Group, the Irish Language Group, uh, the Gypsy and Travellers Project. So everything and they got a GAA team. Um, we have indeed a right. very active GAA team, and, Good. It's, and it's you know a real credit to us, and in, in especially during uh, the lockdown, uh, because the way the GAA and the Comaltus really rallied round and provided online activities and raised funding through quizzes and donations to buy household items like washing machines and cupboards and furniture to address the economic hardship that families in the wider community, other than in the Irish community, were facing. It's been an immense privilege to be able to facilitate their in galvanising support from their membership. So, in a way, the positive bits about the lockdown has really brought out um, the goodness in people and everything mm-hmm. good that people want to yeah, do. I do, I do believe do. we have learned a lot during this very difficult yeah. period to, to work together, yeah. I suppose, as a team. But okay, so, and, um, so the, these cases, obviously, in Leicester, I mean, 135 cases per 100,000 people, yeah. um, you know, that, that's uh, the seven-day infection rate. It is pretty high, obviously. Um, I mean, are you aware of people who've got it recently yourself, or is it, is, you know, is it anecdotal? In other words, are you familiar with people who are getting it? Have you noticed this at all? Okay, so we've only uh, come across two cases uh, from within our own membership. And these were two very elderly people that had underlying health conditions. Okay. Um, so it was recorded as underlying health condition, but once they went in, they did have the COVID infection. Uh, so out of the, uh, say, 200 elderly members, um, you know, yep that were known to us but in the wider community it is particularly predominant especially this second spike uh within the uh black and ethnic minority communities and they've been able to track and trace it to particular streets so we first we thought on sunday um sunday evening okay they'll probably just close off those streets in the area but no then by monday it became apparent that they were going to go for a complete lockdown in leicester and now it's come out to the neighboring villages as well yeah, but then that doesn't so make a huge amount of sense kieran if, no. if you're saying it's only in certain streets well it seems to be predominantly in certain streets 
Locking down the whole yeah. city means those people in those streets can travel around the whole city and infect everybody else. So you, what you're saying actually made more sense to lock down those particular you know, smaller areas, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, well, it would if you could. <laughs> I would say that. Um, I don't know, the, I'm not an expert, so I don't know why they made that decision that way. Maybe they felt that the people who were living within those streets had come into contact with people who were living in the wider community in Leicester, and maybe they felt that... It was too late at that stage, kind of thing, yeah. And it was too late, and yeah. it was too late, exactly. And that's been the whole criticism with the um, the testing thing, isn't it? If you, if you, well, if you don't do it in time, it's pointless, yeah. If you don't do the exactly. testing, or you don't get the results back quick enough, it's pointless. Exactly. If you don't get it back within an hour or so, then... People have got infected. Yeah, they've got met loads of people. Time, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of like deja vu then for you guys. I mean, you're back in a situation. So, is it the same type of lockdown that you would have had initially at the start two and a half months ago, whereby you know you're not allowed to leave your house or only twenty minutes a day for a bit of exercise, or or what's the rules? So, not enough messaging has gone out, not enough um, uh, advice has gone out, as in stay indoors, you're only allowed one hour exercise a day, um, only go out for emergency supplies. It just said lockdown, and that's it. So, we're trying to get as much information as we can from our networks, from other organizations, from going on the websites, etc. And we've told our members to stay indoors, please, until... Yeah. sense of this because there was a real sense that people were expecting services to go back to normal well, see, this is the other thing I mean you know? businesses were all preparing to open up uh, you know because everywhere everywhere is opening up and I know Boris said he wanted the, the country back up and running again and and now they're being told uh, no sorry actually you guys are not opening back up again which it was a big blow I'm sure to local business there's a lot of disappointment out there. I mean, people were genuinely worried that people who've been locked up for a long time, locked up, to, to forgive me, but I'm just beginning to speak like my members now, because every time we ring them, um, that that's what they say. You know, we have oh, no yeah, online access. Mm. We're at a disadvantage. Um, but those who weren't 60 years old and over, who weren't shielding, didn't have their own transport. They felt they were more at risk. Um, they travelled on public transport. So they just thought all of this would go away. Um, so having to calm them, calm them down on the telephone, tell them that it really is in their best interest to stay indoors, um, but they just feel they've been pushed aside, their health concerns and conditions haven't been taken on board seriously, and they just want to be acknowledged. Yeah. So we're trying to deal with it as best as we can. Look, well, it's a very difficult. It's a very difficult situation. And how long is this lockdown for? Is this for fourteen days, or, or how long is it for? It's, it's for two weeks, as yeah, far okay. as we know. It's for the okay. next two weeks, and that's yeah, provided, yeah. of course, the number of cases drops. If it doesn't or increases, it, it could go on longer. Exactly. I know. It's yeah, very then, frustrating, no isn't it? I mean, the mental health I mean, problems that's causing, particularly elderly people who are socially isolated at the moment. I mean, that it must be very difficult for people. You know. It's basically as soon as we went into lockdown, there were four principal, uh, four main posts, post holders in the centre, and we split the membership list up between us, and we provided daily phone calls to all our senior citizens, and um, with with the partnership that was established with with user groups of the centre, like the GAA and the Comaltus and the um, and the Irish Studies Group, we put together um, a series of activities that just, you know was like a lifeline to those members. The partnership established its online 
presence through providing uh, quizzes online, uh, dance sessions, music, uh, music tuition yeah, sessions. Yeah, just to keep them occupied, of course. Just yeah. to keep them occupied. And the yeah. ones that couldn't get online access, we did activity packs. We rang them up and we said, what do you like doing? So some like quiz, uh, word search puzzles, somebody wanted painting by numbers, somebody just wanted to read a book. So we did bespoke activity bags and delivered these to the doors. We did food bag deliveries twice a week. We did hot meal service twice a week. We provided a gardening service where a gardener who could have access through a side entrance could go in and just um, mow the lawn and do Well, well I, I have to be honest with you. It sounds, I mean, you sound like genuinely like a really good community that are doing everything you possibly can to make people's lives easier. And I'm sorry to hear that you had to go back into lockdown. But look, don't you're not on your own, of course. Australia's gone back in, well, parts of Australia gone back into lockdown yeah. again. Our own chief medical officer has said if there's clusters, we may have local lockdowns again. It just seems to be endless, this whole thing. And I think people's mental health is taking a serious toll at this stage. But listen, I appreciate you coming out of the air and thank you very much. And you sound like a wonderful person in a wonderful community and I'm glad to see that you're all helping each other as well during this difficult time. Uh, Kieran Calla who is from the Emerald Centre in Leicester and they're back in lockdown again but the reason I wanted to speak to her was because it gives you a kind of sense of how people feel when you think you know everything is coming to an end and you know we're getting back to a level of normality and there might be a possibility of going away on holidays provided Tony stays off Twitter for long enough well then all of a sudden you know, you're told, sorry, lads. Michal goes on the telly maybe and says, lads, Cork, two weeks. We're closing you down again. Back in your houses. You can come out twice a day for a bit of exercise. You can't go further than five kilometres from your own home. How would you feel to go back into all that? Would you be able to handle it? Will you take it or will you ignore it and say, hold on, we've done all this shit for you. We're not doing it again. It's not that bad. It's 20 something cases, for God's sake. But their argument is that 20-something cases could accelerate. But I just don't get it. I just, as a citizen of this country, I don't get it because surely we knew, and the chief medical officer said it himself weeks ago, uh, Simon Harris said it himself weeks ago, everybody said it, when we came out of lockdown, when we exited lockdown and through these phases when people were starting to meet, of course there were going to be more cases. We cannot eradicate a virus on our own. It has to be a worldwide effort. And even then, the virus will survive. Swine flu has been around since the 1970s. HIV has been around for 30 years. Influenza has been around since World War I. SARS has been around since when? 2006, I think. They've all been around for a long time. It's not going away. So what did he really think? So the idea that we've gone up to 27 cases or whatever it was last night, I don't know what it was last night, why, why are people surprised by this? Why is this some sort of surprise or revelation? And why is Tony then on social media saying, cancel your holidays? I don't know. I really don't get it anymore. At this stage now, I think it's turning into paranoia. I could be completely wrong, and I hope I am. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Would you be willing and would you accept another lockdown? Some people will say, absolutely not. We have to play our part. Whereas other people are going to say, no way, no. I'm not doing this crack again. Pat, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Pat? I know. So Hall comes on the television, Pat, and says tomorrow, OK, Dublin, sorry, 27 cases there, you know, and 26 of them are in Dublin. You're going to have to lock down again for two weeks. Well, I can kind of... I'm sure you have to mention his name, that's the only thing. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or as Sky yeah, News yeah. called him, Hall. Yeah, Hall. <laughs> that's about Royce. Yeah. Um, 
you know what? You're going to have number one. You're going to have it's more it's going to be more accelerated now anyway because the election results now. Have, you know what I mean? It's, they they have formed the government, so it's not as the agenda to keep people out the streets now was gone. You know what I mean? There's no need for that now. So, but the whole thing about locking down certain areas it makes more sense to you know just to keep it in one particular area. That's where it's it's more prevalent. But how long? But yeah. But how long are we going to do that for? Are we going to just do that forever? Is that what we're going to what do? What can you do? What I mean? No, but what, what I mean, no, no, Poppy, realistic about this. Well, Every yeah. time we get a little cluster of cases, are we going to keep locking, closing businesses, locking down cities, keeping people in their homes? How long can you do that for? Well, what I, what I would have done in the first place anyway, no, it would have been to more to protect the vulnerable. Absolutely. Right, that's what I would have done. Like, would, and they, they, the government just did the exact opposite. They, of course. They did the exact opposite. They, they allowed people to die in the nursing homes which people who are the most vulnerable in society, instead of straight away protecting them, they didn't do that. I mean... Okay? That's, you know, and, and then after that, what you need to do is look at most things. It's, it's a whole thing about education, about, you know, instilling a culture now within people to look after themselves, to take whatever precautions are necessary. And unfortunately, you know, I mean, I've seen it there, I've seen situations where, you know, even those people that say, oh, yeah, we'll do this and I'll do that, and, so I was looking at a video there last night of 62 kids walking out of a house being chased out by the guard. I saw that video, yeah. 62 kids. I felt them walking out. I, I know. I, it, was, it was like they're walking out of a TARDIS, wasn't it? You were going to wonder where they were all coming from. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And this is what's going, across, going on across the country. So, you know, what do you do? Do you allow people to take these things out, you know, in their own hands? It's just, yeah, but realistically, Pat, when you look when you look at the situation over the last three weeks, people have been like you know children getting out for the first time during the summer and their holidays. We've we've got a, we've probably interacted more, I would imagine, the last three weeks than we ever have in our whole lives with people because we hadn't seen them in so long, right? And and we're making up for lost time, and yet we're seeing those cases are quite low. Now you know I seen a tweet there from Simon Harris last week, which said uh, I, I'm not going to quote it because I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was somewhere along the lines. It was the most quote anyway. Yeah, there were 22 new cases. Uh, he said yesterday, and if the majority were under the age of 35, now what he alludes to mention is that out of those cases the majority would have zero to mild symptoms. In other words, they'd be either asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms, and they're all under 35, they're not going to die, right? So th- there's nothing really too concerning about that. Now, well, it is, it is concerning when it is, when it is spreading, and I get that. But the point yeah, well, is... The concern. Yeah, but, that, but that's, I feel that's just scaremongering. No, look, the fact is, no, it is there. There's no doubt about that. The way things are being yeah. handled and what have you, that you can, you know, that can be a bit ambiguous how you feel about that. But it is there; it exists. And what gets me is, you know, when you look, people kind of look at the thing and go, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah." But then when you look at it's, this, is across the world. You know, it's not. I mean, but okay. So if we have a cluster, say in Dublin, let's say for example, mm-hmm. suddenly we have seventy cases in Dublin tomorrow, right? Okay, which would be a bit of an increase, right? Uh, which is nothing compared to what we would have had, say, three or four months ago when we had three and four hundred cases a day, right? But let's say we have 70 cases in Dublin. Is it not advisable that the government turn around and say, listen, uh, there's a bit of an increase in Dublin, lads yeah, and ladies. We need to sort things out just to let you know. Let's just avoid this. If you could do your best to try and keep your social distance and elderly people, we would advise you to cocoon for the next you know, 14 days until we can reduce this number back down again. But turning around and telling businesses, which have struggled for the last four months, basically got themselves back open again by the, the skin of their teeth and then saying, sorry, you have to close again. We might as well just close down the whole country. You might as well, I mean, you might as well you just kill business completely. You might as well just put, just I don't know, stick a bomb in the middle of the country and just blow it up. Because it's pointless. You can't keep doing that, Pat. 
Because you know as well as I do, and I do, I understand the risk to the elderly of COVID nineteen. I do understand the risk. I'm not, I'm not uh, minimizing that risk, or I'm certainly not devaluing elderly people's lives. Or people's lives been taken before they should. But the point is, if we continue to do what we're doing and destroying the economy, a lot more lives will be lost. Oh, well, we agree with you. You know the, that if this continues the way it's going, the more people will be doing the hunger. You know, people poverty will will, will take it. But there's another pandemic. There's another one on the way. You heard that? Yeah, this, the, yeah, the, yeah the swine flu. They've just uh, established the cases yeah. all over Wuhan again. Surprise, surprise, it comes from China again. But anyway, the point is, we've another one on the way. So we've got, are we going to do the same again? Are we going to keep yeah. doing this? Well, well, I'll go back to what I said, you know, earlier on, all about educating people. And the funny, I'm sitting here at the moment, so I won't say where I am. And a girl just ran by me, running, you know, the usual, you know, headphones in and spit on the side of the road. A big spit. Yeah. For, you know what I mean? I just looked at Which it. And I said, hate, you know, I hate that's people just, spitting. That's, I hate people spitting. That's just lovely. No, that is not lovely. You know, because... Oh, do I you know, know what? I have, I have never... I, unless I tasted something that was disgusting or something and I was outdoors yeah. somewhere and I was... Yeah. I have never... Sp- I don't understand the logic of walking down the road and spitting. I know, I tell you, no, I nearly had it out with a, a, one of the... A bin man there a few weeks ago. He was clicking the bins and he's walking by and he just a big spit on the footpath. Oh. Seriously, I knew I was going to go out to him. What is with people spitting? Why? You know, but I'm mentioning that because of obviously what's going on. Like this oh, yeah, I know it's worse than what guys what's going on, but it's wor- It's bad any time. I mean, spitting is just yeah, disgusting. But, I mean, but, I mean, look, Noel, I think at this stage, I mean, I think Mr. Holohan shouldn't have said that in the first place. No, well, no, he shouldn't have. And I, th- I think that needs to be clarified today, by the way. Tony Holohan should not be putting his opinion on Twitter. No. His opinion, I mean, he's he's being paid for his opinion with the government. And they have to decide then. Yeah, whether to, them. to what extent they're going to, you know, take that on board. Well, I, I, just, I just get the feeling he's losing the run of himself now a little bit. You know, and, uh, and, it always happens. It always yeah, well, happens well I mean, John Wayne in the big picture, as they say. I mean, uh, his job is, and, and he's a good man, and he's a good at his job, but his job is to give advice to the state and give advice to citizens, and well, then I'll it is up to the state to tell us what to do, not him. You know what I think so, you know think's happened there now, no, okay? The government's being formed. There's going to be a decision now to basically accelerate the you know the uplift of this, this lockdown right and he's not he wants to basically say well I'm not happy with that mm. you know what I'm saying he wants to exonerate himself in, in, in the event that something else well, yeah, there, will, there will be a massive inquiry probably yeah, you're probably right he doesn't want to come before an Oireachtas committee and be, be slapped on the hand yeah well, yeah. well, well say there for a second let me go to Neve as well Neve, you're on Classic Kids how are you doing Neve? how are you would you accept a second lockdown in Wexford probably wouldn't have a choice I mean let's face it you know if they lock down they lock down but the way I look at it and it might sound like a stupid analogy but we were locked down before and that's kind of like the Gardaí locking up every criminal in the country and then saying we have no crime but they have to release the criminals eventually so it's kind of up to them then and up to society to make sure that the criminals keep to their bail condition mm-hmm. and then keep the crime at a certain level it's up to us now I mean how long does the government hold our hands and say, oh, no, uh, uh, don't do that? You know. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, in other words, they have going, to stop treating us like infants. Yeah, I mean, we all know what the right and the wrong thing is to do. It is wrong to hold a party with a thousand people. It's wrong to hold a party with loads of people. It's right to be able to go and visit your family. If we want to continue to go visit our family, don't hold the big parties. It, you know, wear a mask in public places if, if that's what you want to do, you, need, you feel you need to do. It's pretty common sense now. Um, if we're not following the guidelines, 
we're going to get told what to do again. And if, if that's what we want, then continue. But going around and, you know, you said it before, apathy crept in a long time ago. You know, we were all screaming for lockdown and clapping the government on the back when they shut the Yeah, we all changed our mind very quickly, didn't we? <laughs> but we changed our minds very quickly when we got bored. Yeah. And when, when we watched everything on Netflix. So if we want to go back to lockdown, let's continue with the way we're going. But it's up to us. We're, we're all, you know, 90% of us are grown adults. Yeah but, yeah, but you, yeah, but Neve, you might be responsible. Pat might be responsible. I might be responsible, or Helene, or whatever. But there are other people out there who are going to have the parties with thousand people at it. And then they need to be stricter, like the guards. You know, give more powers to the guards. Don't you can't. You can't. Yeah, we we have to use common sense. You can't start arresting people for having a party. I'm you can't. You know, I mean, you can advise them. people not to do it, and and but hopefully people do the right thing. Because I mean, we're, 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 then we go down the road of turning into some sort of military state. And I don't want to see that either. But what I don't want to see, Niall, is what I watched for the last two nights on RTE. I don't want to see my parents dying because they can't breathe. Yeah, and by, by the way, can, let, let's, okay, let's address RTE and what happened on RTE, the documentary on RTE. And the documentary on RTE was harrowing. It was horrible to watch. And I know everybody felt the same way. And there was a huge turn and change of, of mood in the country after watching that documentary, right? And, mm-hmm. and there was nothing in that documentary that was factually incorrect. Absolutely nothing. People did die. Absolutely elderly people particularly died of COVID-19 and people were put through an awful lot. But I could equally make a a documentary tomorrow about people dying of cancer or people dying of um, emphysema or people dying of any other disease or virus. And it would be equally as harrowing. I mean, I'm not not suggesting, as some people are suggesting, it was propaganda and very well timed um, of this particular weekend when we're coming out of lockdown. But what I'm saying to you is we could equally make a documentary that would be equally as upsetting about any other disease that 90 people in this country die of every single day of the week. So yeah, what I'm saying to you is let's put things into perspective, all right? But if, I, if, I don't, if, I, if I'm stupid and I do something irresponsible and I go and visit somebody, I can't give them cancer now and I can't give them emphysema. And, it, and cancer and emphysema right. are two horrible things and I am not diminishing them whatsoever. But I cannot... Okay, but well, okay, well, but well, okay. When them. we talk about lockdowns and enforcing laws, right? The biggest killer in this country, by far, is cancer. Right? It's th- a third of the population die every single day. Uh, not a third of the population. A third of people that die every day die of cancer. Ninety people die roughly in this country every day. A third of those of cancer. Uh, the rest would be a combination of respiratory diseases and all sorts of other illnesses as well, heart strokes, all sorts of things like that. Okay. One of the main causes of cancer is what smoking. Okay, if we're that serious about saving lives, why don't we just ban smoking? We don't do it because we allow people the freedom. We allow people the freedom. We educate people and we allow people the freedom to destroy their own lives if they want to. And also the taxes the government are getting from Well, I, I, don't think there's, I don't think there's a financial incentive. I believe, I think the government are delighted with the taxes they get from it. But I don't believe it's a financial incentive. I don't believe the finances make a difference. I, I believe if the government thought that everybody would stop smoking tomorrow, they would probably bring in a law. But the point is, we don't ban smoking. And I've talked about this so much detail about what they call trade-offs in life. And we cannot, as a society, continue to go on. Like, if this other pandemic from China comes over, we're in big trouble. What are we going to do? Are we going to do the whole thing all over again? No, we can't keep locking down. No. But what I'm trying to say is we all have a part to play in this now. If we don't want lockdown again... We have to be responsible. We have to be responsible. Oh, you know, yeah, just listening to the conversation about there's maybe a second lockdown... I think the chief medical officer has a right to his opinion, whether it's online or on Twitter or on wherever. 
public, you know, public forums. He's a right to his opinion like everybody else. Uh, he done a good job. He kept us all informed. Uh, he is uh, employed by the government, but he is also a, a private and a personal individual who can do what he likes when he wants on his own time. And uh, you know, I think we're the usual begrudging Irish again. Oh, don't be telling us we can't do this and can't do that. I watched the two episodes of the RTE documentary about COVID, and did I cry? Did I cry? Unreal. I couldn't believe it. The staff, the family tragedies, everything. It would just knock you for six. So if you really want to see what COVID can do, watch those two episodes. And let's not be as begrudging as we used to be before, for Christ's sake. Cheers. Morris, I agree with nearly everything you said, and I did watch the documentaries, and it is harrowing to watch it. But as I said, you could make documentaries similarly about anything else that would be disturbing to watch, and it would be equally as upsetting. And somebody pointed out now that I think you missed the point of the documentary was that people couldn't be with their loved ones and they died. I think there's ways around that, and we should have looked at ways around that. That should have never happened, that people of any illness died in a hospital without loved ones around. There are tests out there now where we could test people in 15 minutes, and they could have been allowed in. But, of course, we didn't do that. We still haven't done that yet. We're way behind when it comes to testing. Uh, in relation to Tony Holohan, yes, you're right. He does a per- he is a personal citizen, or should I say, a citizen of the country, and has a pri- personal uh, opinion. But you have to remember, he is representing the government at this particular time. People are listening to his every word, and when he expresses a personal opinion, not based on science, uh, based on his own personal view, and tells people to cancel their holidays. That goes against what he's supposed to be doing. That was the point that's been made. That's why the government are meeting today to clarify the whole thing because everything is in disarray again now. Uh, sorry, um, just let me go back to Neve. Neve, I mean, I understand Tony Holohan, you know, he is an individual in the city, but, uh, you know, uh, in this country, but, you know, having an opinion, is it right for him to go on Twitter and tell people to cancel their flights? No, I don't think so. He is a, he, he has a right to an opinion. Everybody does, but he has to remember that to some people, he's like God at the moment. And if he said jump, they'd say how high. Well, okay, so well, well, he well, has to remember that the people are listening to him and depending on him. And when he gives his personal opinion, people think it's a scientific well, and that, medical fact. Well, that personal opinion that he gave and told everyone to cancel their flights probably cost the airlines millions. Uh, well, stay there. Let me just go to Joe. Joe, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm doing good, thanks. Joe, would you be happy to lock down again very quickly? I've only got a minute, Joe, and I do apologise. No, that, that's fine. I know I wouldn't because there have been so many inconsistencies from day one. Uh, we, we locked down based on a model that proved to be uh, gross, grossly inaccurate, the, this uh, Oxford uh, This model. imperial model, yes, yeah. I remember, no, uh, th- this virus started in a communist country and China were the first to lock down. So we actually followed the protocol of a communist country. Now, Tony Houlihan is the chief medical officer. When you look at the facts, uh, the cor- just take the population uh, nationally, 0.5% of, the, po- of the, the population of Ireland have been infected with the coronavirus. If you look at Cork, 420,000 uh, people, uh, 0.003 of 1% of the population of Cork have been infected. If my business is forced to shut down again, it will not reopen. Like many other small businesses in this country, we employ people locally. If we are forced to close again, we will be decimated. And it, it will be, I, won't be able to, I won't be able to pay my rent. I won't be able to uh, provide for my kids. So it will fall on the state to actually provide for me and for my children. What, what is your business, Joe? What, what business is he in? I, I, I'm in Renewable Energy, Niall. Oh, OK, all right, a, OK. We, we, we have a solar uh, PV company, uh, and while, while, while things may be looking good for Renewable Energy, 
if you can't open your doors... You can't do business, yeah. Or if, you can't, if you're not allowed to go to people's houses to fit them or whatever it happens to be, sure, there's no point. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, uh, common sense, there has been no common sense throughout this whole thing. There's been no consistency. We were told months ago that masks don't do any good. Uh, I know we're being told you have to wear masks on, on, on public transport. We're, we're being told that we can't travel outside the country, even though our ports have been open through the whole... Uh, well, we were told last week but by the Taoiseach, Leo Braga, at the time, that we were going to be going, we were going, building air bridges between countries. So everybody went out and booked a holidays. And then Tony, exactly. Tony goes on Twitter the weekend and says, cancel your holidays again. No, no, none I, of it's I, making no, any sense anymore. Uh, uh, none, of, none of what's going on makes sense. Common sense has gone out the window. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.